Good morning, Memphis, and welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Our general topic today is the top five ways to get your home purchase offer accepted in a competitive real estate market. Subscribe to get Real Estate Mortgage Shop podcast. We'll throw the show notes in there for you. You can do that at jogarner.com. Call us while we're live today, August the 8th, 2020 at 901-535-9732. That's 901-535-9732. Today, Realtor Pat Goldstein and I are going to be sharing with you five strategies that are key to making your home purchase offer win over several other competitive would-be buyers. You're going to hear some stories of home buyers who have succeeded in getting their offer accepted against several odds. Back in the co-host chair, we have Pat Goldstein, realtor with Cry Like. She's serving in West Tennessee and North Mississippi. Pat is known in many circles as the gold standard in real estate. Pat, you are known for your real estate negotiating skills <laughs> and you are seeing a lot of action with your home buyers and home seller clients. Take a moment and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do for your real estate clients. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm as Joe said, I'm Pat Goldstein. I'm with Cry Like Realtors and I have been in the real estate business now for 36 years. And like Joe said, it's a competitive market. I've never, ever seen anything like this. I'm originally from Jackson, Tennessee, actually, as is Joe. Yes. <laughs> which some of you probably don't know. But Jackson, uh, Tennessee. I've been in Memphis since 1971, came here for a summer job, and have been here ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you do for your clients, Pat? I do my very best to guide them in the right direction mm -hmm. and that means not making offers that are too high for their comfort level or their ability to pay mm -hmm. um, helping them look at the houses and what they may need which could be more than some people want to do mm -hmm. it's hard in this market to find a house that doesn't need something that's just perfectly move-in ready but there are some people who need that well, and you have your finger on the pulse on what's going on in the marketplace. You know, Pat, we all know people who have achieved success at a very high level, and some of those people have experienced success purchasing their first or their 40th house. And whether in their career or their home buying activities, we see similar habits being followed by these people. And it reminds me of a quote by the self-help master, Anthony Robbins, who said, People who succeed at the highest level are not lucky. They're doing something differently than everyone else does. And here's some methods today that we're going to talk about that have, uh, that have proven successful for home buyers who will go that one extra mile or add that one extra detail to make a huge difference in their success. Strategy number one. Carve out an afternoon or evening to review your bank statements, your credit card statements, your pay stubs to determine what your true comfort level is going to be on how much you can pay on a house note per month and how much you can pay down. Draw a line in the sand and stick to your plan not to overspend. You really want to enjoy the house that enjoy making the payment on the house that you buy. 
Now, I remember a divorced single mother. We'll call her Tisha Trainer. And for a long time since the divorce was final, Tisha struggled with trying to provide an, the emotional support and quality life for her young children that, that they deserved. And, you know, Tisha was only one person. Top priority for her was to own her own home in a safe, comfortable neighborhood so her children could have a pet and play in the backyard, anything she could do to help create a good atmosphere for her children. Tisha uh, searched and she made offers to purchase homes during her few free moments over the course of a long summer. But every time someone already had a contract on the house she liked or someone beat her offer, beat her out on, on an offer during a bidding war for that house that she wanted, her realtor advised that she not go outside of her comfort level, that she stay at the search and not be tempted to offer more than she could comfortably pay for the home, no matter what the pressure. And Tisha took her realtor's advice and took one evening and took a hard look at her budget and her finances and drew that line in the sand on how high she could go on a payment and the absolute highest she would make for a down payment. Well, she pulled together her pay stubs and her income documents, her bank statements, everything, and asked the mortgage officer. She said, look, I need all the help I can get. I can only go this high on a, on a price and all of that. She said, but I need a really strong pre-qualification letter. Would you review my credit, my income, my assets? Would you write me a letter that says you've already reviewed it and that I am a strong borrower? Well, we did that, <laughs> and so the realtor could attach the pre-approval letter, the, this letter, the strong letter of commendation from the lender along with the offer to make it stronger, even if it wasn't maybe the highest offer. Well, feeling exhausted and discouraged, Tisha made yet another offer on a house she really liked. She had to remind herself to not get too excited while waiting to hear if the seller would accept that offer. Her offer was nothing spectacular since offering over the listing price would have made it a challenge to afford the payment. The surprise call came. The seller had accepted Tish's offer. Now at closing, Tish and the agent and I were sitting on one side of the table. The seller just happened to be seated opposite us, finishing his signatures on um, his part of the closing transaction. He looked up at Tish and reluctantly said, um... By the way, your offer was not the highest offer I got for my house. There were other higher offers, but your offer was the surest offer. And the seller went on to say, my wife and I needed to relocate. We need to relocate out of the area really fast, and we just wanted to make sure our house sold today with no delays. Now, how many times does that happen, Pat, that we don't even know? Because normally the sellers aren't even in the closing room. It actually happens pretty often. Yep. Well, you know what? I wonder how. And wondering this, I want to. I'm wondering if our lender, if our listeners out there are wondering this. So make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do it today. Connect with me at jogarner.com. Email me jo at jogarner.com. Pat, real quick, we've got a couple of minutes before we go to break. Um, let's talk about maybe talk about another strategy in making uh, an offer on a home that can increase the likelihood that a seller would accept that offer. Or just talk about maybe uh, another strategy that you've seen work for people who are out trying to buy a house. Well, the fewer contingencies that you have makes it a better offer. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had several lately where my, my client, the seller, got an offer that was contingent on the closing of another home. Well, that used to be the norm. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people can buy a house without selling their other first? But that contingency... When you had other offers coming in, knock them out of the ballpark. 
unfortunately, that's the case. So if you can find a way to buy a house without having that particular contingency, that'll put you at least on an even keel with the other offers. Mm -hmm. Removing as many as you can. Some people remove the inspection contingency. Not always a wise thing, but it might get you ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. Removing the uh, contingency on having repairs done. If you can take a home as is, Mm -hmm. that'll get you ahead. And then removing the appraisal contingency, that means that if you offer more than the asking price and it comes in lower, the appraisal comes in lower, you have to pay the difference. Mm -hmm. But those are some things that will help you get ahead. As I said, they do also contain some risk. Yes. Yes, it's what your risk level can afford and um, or, or your comfort level. But right, you've got to think like a seller. You've got to think like a seller in order to win. Well, you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. What do you want to accomplish with your mortgage? Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do it today. And when we come back, Pat Goldstein's going to be sharing more strategies to help you win your bid for the house that you love. And uh, we'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Sierra Pacific Mortgage Company, Inc., NMLS 1788, licensed in Arkansas, 23921, licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance, 1788, licensed in Tennessee, 109426, 46 Timber Creek Drive, Cordova, Tennessee, 38018, equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Mark McLaurin at Refrigeration Unlimited in Memphis, Tennessee. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. You're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and I'm Joe Garner, your host, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can also find me at Sierra Pacific Mortgage here in the Memphis area, but wherever your mortgage journey, I would love to be on that with you. In the studio with us today, we have uh, Memphis Realtor Pat Goldstein with Cry Like. She serves West West Tennessee, North Mississippi, and Pat, how do we contact you? 901-606-2000. All right. Well, we're going to take a moment and play a little game we like to play almost every week, but it's called the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest, and it's brought to you by notable Memphis historian Jimmy Ogle. Twelve of Jimmy's Memphis history lectures entitled Making Memphis Storytelling by Jimmy Ogle can be viewed by Googling Jimmy Ogle Pink Palace. You uh, you could also view uh, find out more about Jimmy at jimmyogle.com. The Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is sponsored by John and Jennifer Lawhon of Lawhon Landscape, 901-754-7474. The Lawhons can help you plan your landscaping if you have a really big, big project or maybe a smaller project, or you may want to do that big one in phases. The Lawhons are giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. And if you know the answer to our trivia question, call us at 901-535-9732. That's 901-535-WREC. Pat Goldstein, I believe you have our questions and our hints for the Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. I do. The question is, my neighborhood is named for one of the early landowners in Shelby County. And my area is the geographical center of Memphis city limits. Who am I? Here's some hints. I'm a veteran of the War of 1812. 
The first railroad to connect the Atlantic Ocean with the Mississippi is my southern border. Mm. I'm one of the cornerstone neighborhoods surrounding the University of Memphis campus. I almost said Memphis State. (laughs) And the final hint, an old nickname for my area was Buttermilk Town. Very good. And, you know, I was reading some notes, and if you, if you guys want to ho- get a whole lot more on this history, you can go to our, our blog post at jogarner.com every Monday, and you'll see more stuff by Jimmy Ogle in this history section. But this land is between the now Norfolk uh, Southern Railroad, Highland Street, Central Avenue, and the Beltline Radio, uh, Railroad. Railroad. So uh, who am I? It is a neighborhood. So which neighborhood is it? Give us a call, 901-535-9732. And I want to go back, Pat, and you you had already shared one of the strategies is to remove, in order to get put yourself head and shoulders above other people trying to make offers to buy the house you want to buy, you said remove as many contingencies as you can, like... Um, if you, if you can qualify without having to sell your house first, even if you are going to sell your house first, but so, you so you don't have to put a contingency in there, then that is going to help you. And if you can be very uh, flexible on your uh, possession dates, if you, um, what are some other contingencies that you said you could remove? Oh, yeah, you said it was very risky, but you, you could. Some people have removed the appraisal contingency the home right. inspection contingency, risky, but, eh, you know. Yeah, if you have the abilities to do work on your house or friends who have the abilities, yes. then taking a house as is without repairs can be an okay strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, if you have an inspection and you know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. If you do a non-appraisal contingency, that means if it appraises too low then you have to pay the difference do you have the cash to come up with that right and are you comfortable putting out that much extra cash Mm -hmm. those are just some things you need to be aware of they can help you get the house but is it worth it to you how does it work when you increase the price but but you know before we go to that i'm gonna we're gonna stop for just a second we've got a trivia winner we've got bob on the line and bob we um we congratulate you for winning the look back memphis trivia contest what's our answer the answer is button how, how did you know how did you know the answer which hint? well i'm a graduate of the college there i'm old enough to know <laughs> memphis is my hometown and have been there many times uh so it's it's it uh, our answer according to um jimmy was the east bunton neighborhood and you you got that i thought i was pretty close wasn't it yeah you were right on the money i say why don't you think pat i think so <laughs> is there even a west bunton <laughs> <laughs> Well, Bob, I know you're a, a native Memphian. You love our fair city, and we appreciate you listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I enjoyed it very much. I listen to it every Saturday. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, the Lawhans of Lawhan Landscape, Bob, are going to be sending you a $25 gift card in the mail. So please leave your name, your address, phone number with our producer. And, and keep listening. We'd love you to join us again, Bob. That is fantastic, and I'll stay with you forever. Oh, awesome. this, oh my heart is oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Bob. We appreciate you so much. Have, have a good day, dear. You too. Stay well.
All right, so Pat, thank you, Bob. We we even I love people like Bob. It just <laughs> I feel like they're all in our family, you know. Let's go back to some of these strategies. One of the strategies, of course, was how you structure the loan, and uh, you know, raising the price on the loan. How does that? I know that that could either help you or hurt you, but give an example of if you increase the price of the house in order to have the sellers pay the difference in the original price versus the higher price you offered to have them pay your closing costs? How does that work or not work? Well, sometimes it can work, but if you're, if you've offered more and it doesn't appraise, then you have to completely renegotiate because you may end up having to take out those closing costs that you just negotiated. Mm -hmm. Let's say it appraises for $3,000 less than the, asking price mm-hmm. and you've asked for five thousand in closing costs they may come back and say well we'll pay two but we're not going to pay the whole five because we're getting three thousand less right. now right do you have that extra three you've got to be ready for that the other thing is when you make a higher offer and you include those closing costs how competitive are you with the other offers right because some people are offering over the sales over the sales price and not and still not asking for any costs is what you're saying that's right. Or they're maybe making an offer that is closer to the asking price, but with no closing cost. It may be a wash, or the sellers may even be getting a little bit less, but it's a surer sale because you have more confidence that it's going to appraise. appraise for that value. Right. So sometimes it works when you need, you absolutely have to have the seller help you on closing costs, and you offer you know, three to five thousand over the sales price, and then ask the seller to pay that three to five thousand extra mm-hmm. towards your cost. But and, sometimes it doesn't work, and that's where a really good realtor comes in, doing the due diligence of doing the comparables, seeing what the other homes are in the neighborhood that have sold, and whether or not they're in the same condition, size, mm-hmm. etc. That there might be the room there to appraise a little higher. Mm-hmm. That and you know, you and I have talked about this before, and I know some of our realtors out there have are, are considering these things as well. And that is flexibility on possession date. Sometimes the sellers are like, "Well, I, I really, I need to stay in the house for the first two weeks after we sell because of this, that, and the other thing." If you have flexibility that can work with that seller, uh, that can make your offer more attractive, even if it's not the highest offer. The other thing that I have seen just really work is a genuine letter from the buyer saying why they appreciate that home and they want to raise their kids there whatever the real story is mm-hmm. and uh, I always write a letter or ask the buyer to write a letter mm-hmm. and sometimes that will get the job done in fact it's not going to get it done if their offer is just way off, but if it's close to somebody else's and the seller really likes what the buyer has to say, right. then it can tip it right. over the uh, mm-hmm. winning point. I've seen that. I've also seen military people. When a military person, uh, say a Navy person, is making an offer and it just so happens the seller's a Navy veteran, uh, I've seen that happen where the seller ended mm-hmm. up telling me, they said, you know, this guy. This guy's offer was not, I mean, I had higher offers, but I just wanted to sell my house to a fellow mm-hmm. Navy guy. Navy guy. Yeah, you know. I sold one and you did the loan on it that uh, I made the offer and I wrote, you know, this guy's a, a 
I know it's not former Marine. <laughs> I don't want to get the terminology wrong. Right. But uh, a retired Marine. Uh-huh. And the agent came right back and said, we love Marines. Yeah. So there you go. You know, you, know, you never know. The offer. And there were multiple offers on that. Y- you never know. You know, they say that <clears throat> we make decisions when we buy something that people in general make their decision 90% based on logic, 10%. I mean, 90% on emotion, 90, uh, 10% on logic. So sometimes, you know, some of those just emotional, uh, esoteric things can turn the table. But like you said, even, you know, it needs to be pretty close, pretty competitive. But if it's, it may set you ahead uh, just by a nose if you need that to, win that to win that bid. But you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Call me at 901-482-0354. I want to hear your story. And Pat, uh, what's your phone number, Pat Goldstein? 901-606-2000. When we come back, we're going to be covering three other strategies. So far, we've we've covered um, two, but we're going to cover three more when we come back. And two of those have to do with the financing. So we'll see you guys back in just a moment. We'll leave the news and talk on for you. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Leanne Morse with All Things New in Cargillville, Tennessee. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. We all like to win, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Give me a call after the show at 901-482-0354. And you can give us a call while we're in the studio today, August 8th, 2020 at 901 535 W-R-E-C. That's 901-535-9732. And in the studio, we have Realtor, uh, Memphis Realtor Pat Goldstein with Cry Like. Pat, what's your phone number? 901-606-2000. Today, we're talking about the top five ways to get your home purchase offer accepted in a competitive real estate market. We've talked about knowing what your limits are on what you want to pay for a payment and a down payment, drawing a line in the sand so you don't get carried away when you're out competing. So that's number one strategy. And number two, we talked uh, with Pat about how to structure your loan creatively uh, or structure your, your, your offer creatively, maybe even offering a little bit more, maybe not getting rid of contingencies, those kinds of structure items. Number three is um, a strategy that can really put you as a buyer in a competitive advantage when you're making your offer to purchase a home. And uh, that that one right there is having a very strong pre-approval letter, pre-qualification letter from your lender, very strong, where you've already, the lender has already reviewed the credit, your income, your assets, written you a letter to that effect. Because a lot of times, Pat, you and I have seen this, and I'm sure a lot of our realtors and lenders out there have too, where the seller is not necessarily looking for the highest price offer, but the surest offer. So, you know, and I want to give an example of this. Uh, I want to talk about Carmen and Casey's story. 
I call it buyer's big dreams, big challenges, then start thinking like a seller. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Carmen and Casey, th- their story was so good. I wish I could share more about it, but I'm going to just kind of go over it briefly. Carmen and Casey met at college on an exchange student trip across the border in another country, and it didn't take long to discover that the paths they were plotting in life were headed in the same direction. And both Carmen and Casey, they they wanted to travel and see the world, you know, before settling down into their careers. But they wanted to own their own home, and they felt it was important to keep a healthy amount in an emergency fund. So both Carmen and Casey loved traveling the continents, and they wanted their home sweet home to be in their hometown in a familiar neighborhood they could come home to. Little did they know the difficulties that they were about to encounter The houses in the neighborhood where they wanted to live cost them more per month than their budget would would allow, and it ate up their nest egg of savings. There, um, you know, there were just multiple offers going in on some of those homes, so the sellers were not wanting to pay closing costs for them. They didn't have to because they had all these other offers out there. So uh, they connected, uh, Carmen and uh, Casey connected with their trusted realtor friend who led them to the neighborhood where they wanted to live, Their realtor connected them with an experienced loan officer, and that is how Carmen and Casey got pre-qualified for an FHA, low down payment loan, with down payment assistance from the city for about $10,000 down payment assistance. The extra money down from, uh, well, the extra money down using this fund, this $10,000 assistance fund, it kept the payments closer to what their budget was and it only cost them about $1,600 to get into the home instead of, you know, close to 10000 or so because they had that um, down payment assistance. But the down payment assistance covered the closing costs, the prepaid property taxes and insurance and some of that down payment. And that way, Carmen and Casey didn't have to ask the seller to pay closing costs. But Carmen and Casey were not out of the woods yet. It would take making some smart moves to get around the roadblocks of discouragement ahead to find a way to own their own home. But score two, they kept their nest egg in savings in place by using down payment assistance. Okay, now, Carmen and Casey both had full-time jobs, and after work, they looked at over 15 houses and made offers on four of them. There were at times six or more offers from other people wanting to buy the same house. Each time, Carmen and Casey got beaten out by someone else's better home purchase offer. Carmen's discouragement was clear, saying resignedly, he just said, I'm starting to think we just need to wait about buying a house. We, we could never compete with these other offers. Other people are just, they just have more money to spend than us. What strategy could they use now? And with the help of their realtor, Casey began to imagine, what would appeal to the seller? Sellers want a good price for their house, but that's not the only priority. Sellers want a buyer who is financially strong enough to close without delay. Sellers don't want to have to pay a lot of the buyer's closing costs. Sellers want to feel good about their part of the transaction. So they put in place strategy, this next strategy. They got with their mortgage officer, and we uh, reviewed their income assets, their income documents, their asset documents. We reviewed their credit did a full review on the loan and gave them a letter saying we had done so. So that the only thing left really was title and appraisal, which is primarily in, you know, up to the the seller. They were a very strong borrower. 
they wrote a let we wrote that letter and the realtor attached the letter saying how strong they were with the pre pre qualification letter with the offer. The realtor scanned uh, this letter over to the seller's agent and that personal letter also from uh, Carmen and Casey about how they loved the house and why they wanted to live there. Score three, their offer on the chosen home was accepted. So the realtor suggested that Carmen and Casey hire a professional home inspector to inspect the home before they had to pay uh, the mortgage company's appraisal fee, you know, to determine value. Well, the home inspector's report showed quite a bit of rotted wood that needed replacing and some mold in the utility room close close to where there were some leaky plumbing pipes. The seller said he wasn't making enough money on the house to include fixing these things. The realtor and the loan officer and Carmen and Casey put together a counter offer, or, you know, they came back with a different offer with a price that was 2000 higher for the house, with the price of the house, but requiring that the seller complete these repairs. And... Uh, you know, have a certified professional clean up the mold in the utility room and all that. Quid pro quo. The seller accepted this. The loan was processed, and it was now time for Carmen and Casey to go to closing and get the keys to their own house, score four, house of their own in the neighborhood where they wanted to live. But, you know, Pat, uh, I know you've probably seen uh, uh, hundreds of these types of scenarios happen. One of the biggest tripping points that I see with clients who have drawn a line in the sand and said, we can't pay this, we can't pay more than this per month, and we can't pay more than this other amount for a down payment, they they run into problems with down payment. Now, let's break up a myth. Let's dispel one, one big gorilla-sized myth. The minimum required down to, pay, buy, to buy a house where you live is not 20% down. You can actually buy your home with 3.5% down or even close to zero if you structure your loan, you use the right loan product. Call me, 901-482-0354 or connect with me at jogarner.com. Let's look at some of of your mortgage financing options. But to find your pot of gold to use for down payment assistance funds, down payment funds, here are some places that we can sink our spades. So let me get our let me get our treasure map out here. Pat, have you got I got a copy of the treasure map? Uh, yeah. You've got the other I've half got my over copy there. Here. Okay, good. All right, <laughs> magnifying glass. Yes. The X X marks the spot. Yes. All right. You're you're on. You're on. All right. So here here are three areas to search if you're a uh, you know if looking for maybe some funds to close, forgotten assets, maybe a gift from family are sometimes employers, move-in costs paid by third parties. I mean, they're all there. Sinking a shovel into these three areas has turned up pay dirt in the past. So here's a treasure hunting map detailing some clues. Gift from family is one of the most common. Now, if a family gives you the money, it has to be a real gift. Now, a lot of times, some people later on will tell me, well, we decided to pay mom and dad back. Or sister, we decided to pay my sister back later with, you know, we sweetened the pot for her. But it has to be a gift going in, not required to be paid back. And we have to verify where the gift funds come from, that donor. Can they come from just anybody? Well, you know, if you document it correctly, like a long-term family uh, friend, or you, it can, you have to put documentation in there that says this is not just some casual person that sort of... By, by the side door making an investment becoming an investor you have to show that they have a personal interest in that person 
and it is a true gift, but good question, Pat. Borrowers' forgotten assets. How about a whole life insurance policy or an annuity that may have a cash value that you can borrow against? Many times a borrower doesn't even realize that the insurance that they purchased years ago or their parents purchased for them has a cash value that can be borrowed to pay the move-in cost. I mean, I had somebody come up with $5,000 that way. Awesome. Loans secured on uh, certificates of deposit, stocks and bonds, durable assets such as cars. These can be used as acceptable sources of funds to close as long as a loan is secured on an asset owned by the borrower. The payment must be added to the income to debt ratio, so don't go out and do that until you've talked to your (laughs) loan officer. IRAs, 401ks, retirement funds. Now, I'm not a CPA. I always ask people to consult with their financial advisor, but so many times, especially in the last five to six years, people are able to borrow against their 401k, and they don't even have to make a payment until they want to. And you'll have to check with your administrator on that. But that's cheap money because you're not pulling it out of action. You're just borrowing against it. So great money. You don't have to add it in the debt-to-income ratio because you don't have to make a payment back on that in most cases. Sale or cash-out refinance on an existing real estate property, a different, a different property. I've had people do that. They own multiple properties. They get a loan on one over here to pay down, get money to pay down on the, another one over on the other side of town. Tax refunds, uh, move-in costs paid by third parties. You know, right now, used to in the past, sellers traditionally in this area would pay closing costs and prepaid taxes and insurance for the buyer, but not today. So now we're looking at down payment assistance programs. There are multiple programs that you can use. Talk to me. We can look at your credit profile, the things you need, shop and find that uh, right down payment assistance program. But you're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. Connect with me at jogarner.com. Pat Goldstein's in the house with Craw Light. She's a realtor, 901-606-2000. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. I'm Troy McDonald. And I'm Lynn McDonald. With the the Aaron McDonald McDonald Insurance Insurance Agency. Agency. From Memphis, Tennessee. And you're listening to the Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now back to your host, Joe Garner. All right, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. That's what we love to hear when we're a buyer buying a home. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. I'd love to be your loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can call me at 901-482-0354. I would love to hear your story, love to work with you on what you want to accomplish with your mortgage, whether it be a home purchase or a refinance. In the studio, we have Pat Goldstein, who is a uh, 36-year veteran uh, realtor <laughs> for the West Tennessee, North Mississippi area. Pat Goldstein, known as, known as the gold standard in real estate. How do we contact you? I'm at 901-606-2000. All right. Well, you know, we're, gonna, uh, t- we're talking about the top five ways to get your home purchase offer accepted in a competitive real estate market. But we're going to take a moment and do something we like to do every <laughs> 
the real estate tip of the week. And Pat Goldstein, I believe you have our real estate tip of the week. I do. That is make your list and check it twice. (laughs) And the list should have several things on it. I call them the negotiables, the non-negotiables, or the things that you really want and the things that you don't. Mm-hmm. Make make your list in several sections, the things that are absolutely things that you will not buy a house without. For example, if you want a one-story, a two-story is a non-negotiable then. Right. Um, if you want car- hardwood in a house and it has carpet, that could be something you desire because that can always be changed out. Right. So make your list with those items and then also the things that you would really like to have but you could buy a house without them because you can do something about that later. I also suggest that if multiple people are buying a house, a husband and wife, partners, parents and kids together, make your list separately and then come together and see what items are the same on your lists and what may not overlap and what the two two or more of you can work on compromise on right and give that to your realtor (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) because you know that helps with the bargaining sometimes you can go well we can give up this if we can get that well the seller doesn't know that you're giving up something you really don't have to have yeah and it also helps when I'm searching for homes or suggesting that you go look at a certain home if I know ahead of time this is never going to work right you know why waste your time right going to look at a house that is a total, you know, right. non-negotiable. Right, right. And I know you like to do win-win, you know, for the seller and the buyer because everybody wins then. Not only does everybody win, but it ends up being a much smoother transaction mm-hmm. when you get to the repair negotiations. Those are done more easily. Everybody, If everybody wins, they walk away happy and everybody ends up in a better place. Exactly, Pat. Well, you know, I have a quick tip. Right now, we are seeing rates that I have never seen in my 30 years of mortgage. In fact, I was listening to another guru who had been in the business longer than 30 years, and he said he'd never seen anything like it. I've never. I mean, you're talking rates that are just, they're at a floor. 30 years on some, now this isn't on everybody because it depends on the loan type, loan to value, credit uh, credit score, all that stuff. But I've locked some loans on a 30-year in the twos. I mean, it's just unprecedented, unprecedented. So my tip today is even even if you closed last year or the year before, you may want to look at refinancing. If you want to lower your payment overall and enjoy that extra cash flow to go invest or do something else with it, or maybe you want to shorten the term. You know, you just want to refinance with this low rate and keep your payment eh, relatively the same. In some cases, it's going to be the same or lower, even knocking 10 years off. It may not be, depending on how much you owe and all of that, but it's worth checking out. Check it out. Call me at 901-482-0354. And just a real quick example of that, Pat, I just closed on a loan uh, with a couple that had been looking. They really wanted to buy in an area of like 700000 where they lived in a $500,000 house, but they wanted to live over there with their friends. And in 2018, they had looked at it to doing that buying up, you know, a couple thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. It was going to cost them $800 more a month and they just couldn't do it. It was a showstopper. They couldn't do it in 2018, but they tried again this year and now it was only going to cost them about $200 extra a month to move up that high. 
they did it in a heartbeat and were singing, dancing on the way out of the closing. I mean, it was a real win. So if you've thought about refinancing, restructuring, shortening your term, buying, a, buying up, buying down, and you did that last year or two years ago or even before, it is time to do it again this weekend. Give me a call, uh, jogarner.com. i got some real quick announcements. Talk Shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in real estate, business, or health and wellness. We meet every Wednesday, 9 o'clock, virtually at our awesome location. Go to talkshoppe.com. That's talkshop.com. And click on the Upcoming Events tab, and there you'll see our web link. We've got Earl Leak, Protecting Your Business starts with the right insurance coverage. Earl Leak of Leak Insurance Agency, American National. You can call him if you want to talk to him today, 901-737-9352. Talk shop events are free thanks to supporters like Tim Gilliland of BackupRx.com. When you need to recover lost data on your computer, it's a great feeling to know you can just call Tim up and have all of that downloaded right back where it belongs, BackupRx.com. Thanks to Jana Cordona, uh, Executive Director of Business Network International, for being a strategic alliance partner with TalkShop. And you can build your business by the power of a referral network. Check them out at bnimidsouth.com. Stay safe. Check on your family, friends, neighbors. Donate money to the Humane Society or a food bank or to a charity of your choice to make a positive difference in someone's life right now. Subscribe. You can get uh, Real Estate Mortgage Shop podcast with um, show notes. You can do that at uh, jogarner.com. And we want to remind you at Real Estate Mortgage Shop to make your plan work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do it today. Uh, Real quick from the quote corner, this comes from Pinterest. While you're in the middle of negotiating back and forth, trying to buy your home, here it is. Lord, give me patience because if you give me strength, I'm going to need some bail mon money. (laughs) (laughs) I have another quickie. If you find a house that you really like, if you have to sleep on it, somebody else is going to be sleeping in it. Ah, That's a good one, Pat. A plus. I like (laughs) yours, Pat, too. Um, But there's just so much stuff that you can. And and I just want to, before we go off the air, real quick, our strategies. Draw a line in the sand. Know what you can pay per month. Know what you can pay up front. Uh, number two, you got to have a strong pre-approval letter. Number three, structure your loan with your realtor. Structure it right. Number four, focus on your priorities. And five, always have a backup plan. All right. I'm Joe Garner and uh, Pat Goldstein. We're signing off. We'll see you guys back next week. Have a great week. <laughs>